Hey everyone, C-Note here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> today, on <the> sh- <laughs> today on the show, I can't hold, I can't keep a straight face on that one. Um, today on the show, uh, I'm talking about a couple things. This this might be like one of the most important shows that I've had in a long time, and I think we've been building up to this. I think with yesterday's episode and really the last month, I feel like I've been really preachy. I feel like I've been angry. I feel like I've been like really struggling to feel like I'm I'm finding something authentic to talk about. And I think that's because I haven't been real with myself in a lot of ways. I've been avoiding a lot of my own internal conflict. And um, largely, that's what this episode is about. Me sort of opening up about that internal conflict, um, talking about internal conflict in general. So it kind of starts out a little preachy, but then kind of leads you into what it is that I'm going through. Again, I talk about like my son a little bit more and all the emotions associated with that, the emotions associated with like money and all the fears that I have, um, the shame that I feel, the guilt that I feel right now that I don't really express or project as openly as I would like, even within like the relationship with Molly and I, um, we just haven't had, we haven't gotten to a place where I've had to express anything like that to that extent, or I, or I haven't really understood it yet. Right. Because emotions are not easy for me. I don't fully understand the range of emotions that, that it involves to work through a lot of this stuff. Right. And I think I, I'm going through it on this episode. Um, I talk about how I just need to own my own accountability and um, that if things are going to get better, I need to make them better. Uh, I need to do one more push up essentially. And um, it gets real. It gets a bit raw. And I think this is like vintage dopamine, right? <laughs> this is what this show is about. This is why I do this. This is for me and by proxy for you, right? Um, and I get to share who I am. I get to be more real about what it is that I'm going through and less preachy. And my intent is not to be preachy. I don't want to do that. I'm not trying to tell other people how to be. Um, and I'm going to slip up. I'm going to keep doing that, right? Like that's a challenge. We all face that. I'm human. You know, we're all human. Just because I'm a podcast host doesn't mean I should have my shit together, right? <laughs> you know, but that's the beauty of this age, right? I get to be a person that is standing in my apartment telling you about what's going on in my life. Otherwise, you would not have any clue who I am or what I'm going through and how that can apply to your life, right? So that's the beauty of it all. So I'm going to continue taking advantage of that, but also use it as a means to keep myself accountable. So we're going to talk all about that conflict avoidance, one more push up, accountability, um, uh, you know, addressing my fears, being open and vulnerable and honest about that. Uh, this is definitely a therapy session. So brace yourself because it's a good one. So um, let's hit the button, listen to that dope ass music and uh, do the thing here on dopamine. Let's go. Drums, all right everyone welcome to the show hope you guys are doing okay um happy wednesday it's wednesday yes it's wednesday um i'm recording on the 17th you are listening on the 24th it is almost halloween hope you've got a costume ready 
Um, and if you are someone that's spending money on a costume, I might consider that you spend your money somewhere else instead. Uh, if you go to bit.ly slash CNote Summit, I'm a keynote speaker at this 40 plus speaker summit where there are like 22 keynote speakers and then 20 breakout speakers that are all talking about business growth and development and branding and finances and like a ton of stuff that you can get for $49. It's absolutely free to sign up. Like you can watch it for free during, during the event, November 6th to the November 9th. But if you want an all access pass to all of the courses, all of the, the keynotes for the end of time, then you'll need to pick up that pre-party pass for $49. It is absolutely incredible. Um, so go do that. Bit.ly slash CNote Summit. It's a better use of 50 bucks than, you know, buying some cheap costume you're going to wear once, right? Go to the dollar store, come up, make a mummy costume or something. I don't know. Don't spend that much money. That's, that's ridiculous. Cut it out. <laughs> um, today on the show, I wanted to talk <clears throat> all about uh, conflict avoidance. And um, I talked about it on an episode a few weeks ago. So this is kind of like a continuation of it. But we were kind of watching, um, <clears throat> you know, as someone that is like obsessed with like Myers-Briggs stuff, I tend to type people <laughs> on like reality shows and TV and all of that stuff. And there's just kind of this reoccurring theme of uh, conflict avoidance within myself, which I'm going to talk about myself, by the way. I'm not just here, here to project. Um uh, conflict avoidance within certain people and how that literally stops them from asking for what they want and getting what they need. And um, there was this one girl, Taylor, on um, MasterChef that has – she just got recently kicked off the show. Uh, well, I think I think the season's over, but, like, we were watching, like, episode – I don't know what episode it is, but she got kicked off. Sorry, spoiler alert. And um, – <laughs> um, retroactive spoiler alert. I don't think that works, but whatever. <laughs> um, we were watching the show. She got kicked off and she got kicked off basically because she was, instead of communicating and working through conflict with her partner, that was doing like a tag team thing that she was just kind of like getting continually stressed out and kind of just kind of, um, you know, wanting everything to just kind of like be quiet or you could tell that she was just like, I don't want anyone yelling. She just had this kind of like that vibe to her <laughs> where she's just like, I don't want to hear yelling. Stop yelling at me. Uh. And then, you know, instead of telling the person like, okay, stop yelling at me. This is not helping me. She just kind of was taking it and it was letting her be flustered. And she was not, you know, she was not able to adapt to the situation. Um, now there's some of that, that is of course an assumption, but this is all based on behavior that I've seen her exhibit throughout the show. So I'm kind of going off of my knowledge of Myers-Briggs and understanding what I saw, not only just within that framework, but like, you know, as a person that's seen a million people basically, you know, avoid conflict and have it bite them in the ass. Right. And it, and it really depends on, you know, the way that someone will avoid conflict. Right. It really depends on what the, their, their personality type is and how they choose to avoid conflict. Some people will avoid conflict by like just staying quiet and not saying anything at all. Some people will avoid conflict by trying to just say, Hey, just be positive, you know, just, just whatever, just be fine. You'll be okay. And uh, deflect all sorts of bad feelings. Um, and uh, others will just kind of be cold and dismissive and just pretend like they didn't hear it at all. Right. Like there are multiple ways that people can avoid conflict. And, you know, for me internally, I've been avoiding my own personal conflict and it's kind of manifesting in me um, 
not having the mental energy to like put in the work that I need to work on to get the, you know, to, to get money and, um, to be a little bit more forward motion. Right. I still feel like I'm being chained down. I feel like this intense heaviness in me all the time. And I think that is in relation to, like I talked about in yesterday, yesterday's episode, everything with my son, I've never met him. He's eight months old. He's an adorable little guy. Um, and I know that he's in good hands with his mother and his grandmother, and uh, he's got two cousins. They all live together and um, and whatnot, and, and he's going to be in good hands. I totally know that. Um, and it was a situation that didn't work for me. I've explained that a couple of times, but it was like the third entity of our relationship just eventually kind of cracked. And that's not her fault or my fault. It's really kind of both of us and how we both acted within that relationship, right? I was not great. I was not speaking up and I was doing a lot of conflict avoidant behavior within that relationship that essentially led to me doing all sorts of, you know, not great things, you know, um, talking to people I shouldn't be in ways that I shouldn't be. Um, but then also leading to her, you know, not voicing her opinion completely at the time that she needed to voice it as well. Both of us were exhibiting conflict avoidant behavior and it would kind of like blow up and it just basically we didn't resolve a lot of our issues. Um, we tried to do therapy and all that stuff and it really just wasn't helpful. I felt like I was having fingers pointed at me and when I felt like it was a mutual thing that we both needed to work on things because, you know, I, I just can't, you know, I could, I could, control what I can control, which is myself. And I certainly worked on managing my mental health as best as I could and not um, doing all sorts of bad things, right? <laughs> um, that happened over time and I had to improve on that front. And even as things improved, things were not improving, right? So um, it wasn't just the result of me that doing that. It was just like, once, once things got good, it was just like, we didn't really jive again. And, um, there was a controlling behavior and a lot of little things that happened that essentially led to us having to split up while she was three months pregnant. And I feel a ton of shame for that. I feel shame for my behavior. I feel shame for, um, the way that I was, I feel shame for avoiding conflict. I, I did not want to avoid those things. I wanted to speak up more. And I think I'm trying to do that more in both my current relationship and with my interactions with people like this last year has been all about me setting boundaries and setting boundaries means I have to be more, you know, conflict embraceive, right? I have to lean into the conflict to work through it, right? Not being a crazy maker, not being toxic, not just pointing fingers, right? It's not about that. That's very different, but, um, it is, it is all about, making sure that I'm not a crazy maker, of course, but also making sure that, um, you know, if I feel something, I need to express it. And I'm not always good at that. Um, I'm not good at that because of my personality type, but also just not good at that because like, I don't know, I just haven't had a lot of positive, healthy, uh, uh, emotional expression sort of, um, examples to really work with, you know, I, I, I think, and I think that was, you know, an issue with my ex-wife also, she, she just didn't have a lot of conflict, positive sort of behaviors to embody. Um, and you know, it, it kind of 
it, it kind of got into this situation where not only with her, but in my other past situations too, like I found myself being consistently conflict avoidant and, um, you know, it was a, uh, it's been a challenge, you know, I've avoided, avoided a lot of good opportunities because I was scared that someone might, you know, look at me shamefully or something. Right. Um, so, I mean, I talk about not giving a shit about what people think and all that stuff all the time, but I'm again, not immune to it. So I needed to be, I need to be real about that and continue to be real about that. Right. Because otherwise I just get kind of preachy and I'm, I'm not here to be preachy toward you, <laughs> you know? Um, that's not the point of this show. Like, I feel like that would make sense if I start losing numbers, if I just start being preachy all the time, like I'm not a pastor, <laughs> nor would I ever be, you know, I'm, I'm not that kind of person. I think I can help people. Um, but it's all within the framework of my own personal experiences. Right. And I need to be real and I need to be honest about that. So what I feel mostly these days is like this great sense of shame. Um, and that is because, I'm I'm not properly expressing it and working through that. Like, I don't even know what to do with it, honestly. Like, I know I feel that, but like, what can I do? Like, there's like, I mean, obviously there's therapy, but I can't afford therapy. <laughs> I can't afford to get a lawyer to work on visitation. I can't even pay my child support. I can't pay my, I can't pay anything right now. I'm in the negative. I'm negative $200 again. And um, I continue to try to make adjustments to like my, bills and payments and stuff. But like, you know, a deal that I thought was going to work out money wise hasn't been working out just yet. So it's, um, you know, I just keep getting kind of setbacks happening and I'm not trying to point fingers. I mean, things happen, um, but it's incredibly frustrating. Right. And um, just trying to continue to make adjustments. So I think I, I feel this intense, this tense internal shame, not only towards my son and like all of that, you know, and not being able to go see him and be there for him and all of that stuff. And like, he's too young to have anything like really click in that kind of way. But I know the next few years are going to be pretty pivotal for that. Right. So I think like time is against me. <laughs> yeah. Like I, the clock is ticking. And, uh, when there's like intense stress, I kind of just shut down and it's kind of, it's, it's hard for me to keep moving. So I have this like push and pull all the time. Like my days are pretty much like this. I, I wake up and I have this intense drive to do some stuff, but then I just kind of like sit for a while and I'm like arrested by it. Like, what do I do? How do I calm this energy? Like there's just, just weight, this heaviness. Like I know the things I need to do. I know I need to like eat a little bit better. I know I need to exercise. I need to drink more water. I need to probably possibly get rid of this podcast so I can focus more, um, possibly get rid of my other podcast so I can focus more and try to go on Craigslist and try to find more stuff. Like there's a lot of things that I feel like I need to do, but are really hard to get rid of and, and really hard to address. Um, and, and when I talk about conflict, like I had the whole week of conflict, but like there's this inner conflict that I'm having that I'm not properly addressing that I'm not discussing with myself about, you know, really being honest with how I feel about things and, um, you know, figuring out some sort of action plan based on that. Now I know for me, like making decisions based on emotions are not always the best thing to do. Like that's not, that's not the point of it, but addressing my emotions is healthy and, um, picking a logical course of action based on those emotions is really where I want to go. Right. Um, if I were to just make an emotional decision right now, I would just get rid of everything. Right. <laughs> and that might not be the best choice, 
you know, this show is like building numbers. I've been spending a few years on this thing. Like I want to keep making this a thing. So for me to get rid of it just doesn't completely seem like the correct logical choice. Right. But emotionally, I want to do it. Emotionally, I want to burn everything to the ground. (laughs) And, um, that's kind of a part of the mental health stuff too. Is like, if I were to just lean into doing everything emotionally, I probably would have offed myself by now to be blunt. Like I can't handle emotions to that extreme. And my emotions would just tell me to just like, well, I don't know. It all feels terrible. Just get rid of it. Get rid of yourself. You, then you don't have to deal with it anymore. (laughs) Right. And that's like, that's such a, that's such flawed logic. So it just doesn't work. So, um, we're gonna take a break listen to our sponsor, and then um, talk a little bit more about this. The NFL playoffs have arrived, and we have you covered each day on OutKick's Hot Mic with Hudden Withrow. Some of the best football guests break down the biggest matchups from Armando Salguero and Donovan McNabb to Ryan Leaf and Bobby Carpenter, plus the top headlines and reaction to each playoff weekend. So Chad, which quarterback extends to that next level? The Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott, Tua is on this list. Got to be Lamar Jackson, right? Yeah, it's I think, his time right I now. think so. Yeah, it's, it's his time to shine. He's done it in the regular season. He's won MVP. He's going to win it again. It is time for him to win in the playoffs. Playoffs are also a time to shine for Patrick Mahomes. Can he and the Chiefs offense figure it out in order to repeat this playoff season? There's plenty of craziness on a week-to-week basis, so pull up the bar with us each weekday wherever you listen to your podcasts. NFL and more covering your favorite teams. Outkicks Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. All right. Welcome back. Glad you're still here. Glad everything's going well. I uh, This is the, probably the longest break that I've taken in between segments. Uh, I've taken a good 45 minutes because I was on the phone with Molly and I just got myself from some fruit and just kind of breathed for a bit. Um, and, uh, you know, her and I are continuing to have some money difficulties. We're good. Her and I together are great relationship wise, but we're just continuing to have money issues and continuing to feel the external pressures kind of mounting on us, you know, um, all sorts of external things are kind of coming into play. Um, and we're doing our best to control what we can control, right? Um, we're certainly trying to sell as many paintings as possible. She's out there working at a coffee shop and grinding. I'm at home doing podcasts and videos and making courses and trying to connect with people and do all these things. Um, but also, you know, making sure that I'm I'm kind of talking to myself <laughs> as best as I can while I'm here and making sure, like, am I making the absolute right decision? Like, should I be out there? Ubering and grinding, or does it make the most sense for me to be here and holding down the fort and, um, you know, uh, continuing to do what I'm doing? You know, does this all make sense? And um, I, I constantly have that struggle again, mixed with this heaviness of like my son and shame. And I'm definitely feeling shame for not having, you know, for being negative in terms of my bank account and not doing well financially. And um, perhaps, you know, selling myself too, too high as like someone that's not actually able to be a success in the way that I think that I am or could be right. Maybe it just looks different. 
and I'm kind of stuck on this path and, and, and not actually making the adjustments that I need to make for my path, right? So I'm constantly questioning myself on that. And, and it's important to work through that internal conflict. You know, I, I think another conversation that I had online recently with some people and both Molly and I had with some people, people online was in terms of the mental health discussion, it's really easy for someone to either deflect or dismiss a, a problem and say like, Hey, you just need to be positive. You need to be, um, you know, optimistic. You need to look towards the future and stuff like that. And and sometimes that's just not always what needs to happen, right? Sometimes we hear, sometimes positivity is good. You know, if you're on the edge of destruction and you need that one last positive thing to cling to, that is amazing. That is really great. That is powerful. That is something that can help someone continue to live and survive. But if I'm dealing with real life problems, both with like mental health and, you know, real life, actually like core issues and money and bill collections and all sorts of stuff. Like positivity doesn't help me. I need actionable items. I need the right path. I need the correct trajectory, right? I need more than that. I need something that actually addresses the real issues that are going on with me. I need permanent solutions. I need less rah, rah, Gary V pushing, <laughs> you know, and I need more tangible things that make sense to me because while there's an abundance of opportunity out there and we're living in this like golden age of opportunity where like, if you have a specific niche and you have an audience and you have a way to sell and all of this stuff, like you can do really well. Like there is more opportunity than ever in today's world, but it is not always easy for someone to figure out how to get there. Like that is an amazing challenge. And um, I think we kind of fall into a, a survival bias mode of assuming that like, yes, if you can dream it, then you can do it. As R. Kelly once said before he peed on someone, right? It's like, if you can, if you can make it a vision, which is something that I've been able to do in my past, absolutely. Optimism is a very powerful thing. But if you have optimism without a tangible perspective, like an actual tangible goal without action items without putting in the work and the time and the effort and waking up early and going to the gym and taking care of yourself and eating the right food and, and being in a better mindset and addressing your difficulties, addressing your shame, addressing the anger and, um, and, and madness and all the mental health frustrations and really facing life, not just avoiding it with positivity, not avoiding conflict, internal personal conflict by just trying to affirmation it away or, deal through any kind of positive things, like you're going to get to this place where everything will just, uh, you'll just, you'll crack under the pressure. And instead of having to face it and deal with it and work through it, you're going to end up killing yourself because you're just selling yourself on something that isn't real. That isn't actual. Right? So if we're trying to build the dream, we're trying to make something happen. Like it is amazing to have those goals. It's amazing to have that perspective. But if you're someone who doesn't yet have the talent, you don't yet have the skill, you don't yet have the audience, you don't have yet the means to, or the resources to make something work, but you keep telling yourself, oh, it'll be great. It'll be fine. Like we're working towards it. Um, I think the challenge that I'm having is that I keep telling myself that and nothing's changing. And then I feel like a massive failure. Then I crash and I feel like it's my fault. And I think in a lot of ways it is my fault. There's nothing wrong with that. But when it becomes this thing where you're just like, you feel like you have every opportunity and you're still failing 
Like, why would you want to keep living? <laughs> you know, well, like, then what else can I do? Right. And I think one of the big things you get to at that stage or that I'm currently in is like, okay, how does perspective change now? How do things pivot? Where do I go from here? Does the vision have to change? Does the dream have to change? Do little things have to change? Do big things have to change? You know, am I, what am I not being real with myself about? You know, am I lacking the work ethic? Am I blaming my age? Am I blaming uh, lack of resources for inability to go get to know my son? Am I scared of going back there because of the feelings it brings back up? Am I scared of facing my emotions because I'm not good at it? Am I scared of letting Molly down and having this relationship fall apart? I'm very scared of that. I'm very scared of all of those things. Um, but I haven't been voicing those fears. I haven't been facing those fears. I haven't been honest about those fears. And being open and honest about those fears, first and foremost, is going to allow me to address them. And I need to address them. I need to look at what is actually possible based on those fears, right? And which fears are actually rational and which fears are consuming me based on something that I don't have current control over. You know, I, I'm not at a place yet where I even have to face my ex-wife and seeing my kid. Like I can't afford that yet. The first problem is addressing the money stuff. And the money stuff right now, the way that I've been going is not working. So something has to change. This is the definition of insanity to do the same thing over and over again to expect different results, right? So if I'm still doing the same thing of kind of waking up late, not using enough of my time, spending too much time on either YouTube or arguing with people online, um, and not being real about where I'm putting my time and energy, and basically taking a bit of an entitlement stance and being feeling a little entitled um, is something I have to face and be real about and be honest about. Uh, I need to, I got to man up. And I know that's a very broad term. <laughs> and I don't mean that in any kind of like sexist way, but I mean that in a, I got to do one more push up. I got to wake up a little earlier. I got to have a little bit more of a plan. I've got to, I got to take accountability fully for what's going on in my life. I need to take full accountability for not only the goals, for the fact that things are not going well, but I need to take accountability for the things that are going right. I need to take accountability for the fact that I feel physically terrible because I'm not doing the work. I know I have all these excuses that I make for myself that, yes, I have an Achilles issue, but I've been healthy in the past with an Achilles issue, right? So I can do it again. It takes a lot of work. And I think sometimes that fear of all of the work. Like when you have that vision, when you have that optimism, but you know how far it takes to get there, sometimes it could just stop you in your tracks altogether, right? You're like, I have this vision of being in good shape and feeling good about myself, but I know what kind of work it takes to get there. And you just don't try at all. Cause you're like, it's going to take forever. <laughs> Why even bother? Right. And, um, I, I think, you know, that's kind of like an INTP thing to kind of create that sort of logic loop to just not even try at all, not bother, not go outside, not deal with humanity, not make connections, not do anything different because 
you know, just being inside and being a house cat sounds great. <laughs> and if I could do that, I would do that. I totally would do that. Um, but that's just not reality. That's not real. That's just not, I can't, this is not sustainable. Um, and I, I've, I've got to be, I got to do something else, right? I got to do something different. That doesn't mean stopping to do this show, stop not doing the show, but meaning like if I'm going to keep doing the show, then I got to like wake up a little sooner or go to bed a little sooner or spend a little time at the end of the night. Instead of Molly and I just watching master chef, we could be both drawing something while watching master chef or, you know, doing some sort of coming up with some sort of plan, even if we're not talking, you know, like, but we're just like writing something down, making some notes about things, just doing a little something. Right. And not just calling it a day at 5 PM. Right. And, and, you know, I do feel like I'm putting in a lot of work, but there could be more. And that's the struggle, right? That's the struggle with this idea that like, we're doing the best we can with the cards that we're dealt. Right. But when you're just calling and folding and not actually trying to make moves to look for other opportunities that exist beyond the basic, you know, then you're going to like lose money. You're just going to be hoping that luck will be on your side and then you'll get get a good hand and you'll win. But in terms of poker, like you have to bluff, <laughs> you have to make some moves. You have to look for the right opportunities. You have to, uh, you know, do something that exists beyond the basic skill set and the rule set, right? Beyond what is just happening. You got to try something a little bit different. And it's not about doing more so much as it's about doing, uh, strengthening the direction and the actuality of what needs to happen. Right. Um, so I think for me throughout this podcast, it's, it's about me talking to you about what I'm dealing with, with my internal conflict and that there are things that I've been kind of repressing and avoiding in order to continue to tell myself that like, you know, it's almost like a woe is me thing that I'm having for myself. Right. That like, you know, my ankle sucks, so I can't work out. That's not true. It's simply not true. And I, but I've convinced myself that that's true. My ankle sucks, but I can't work out using my ankle. That's true, but I can do other things. I can do sit-ups. I can do push-ups. I can lift weights. I can get on a bike somewhere. <laughs> I don't have a bike, but you know, I've got a gym membership so I can drive there and do that, but it's about taking the time and making the time to do it. Right. I can tell myself that I don't have time, but I'm also not using all of my time effectively. I'm not, you know, I'm dicking around on the phone before I get in the shower. Right. I'm dicking around on my phone when I wake up in the morning, I'm not getting up soon enough. I'm not getting up with intention. I'm not getting up with a plan. Right. Um, I'm not spending some of my time at night doing a little bit more than I could have. Right. There are simple little things like posting, um, posting one of Molly's paintings or one of my photos on eBay or something so that someone could potentially find it and buy it. Right. But if stiff stuff's not out there, it can't be sold. Right. But then we just keep telling ourselves like, Oh, I don't have time to do that right now. Usually we do. We have a lot more time than we think we do. And I just need to be honest with myself about the time that I do have. We all have the same 24 hours in a day. And not to say that I should be as successful as another person, but in terms of my own path, 
if I'm using my time correctly, I'm going to be at least a little bit better than I am now. Right. Or I should be. <laughs> so I just got to put in a little more and at least test the waters, at least do an AB test. Right. And see what makes sense and what's working. Um, frankly, I think I've just been letting myself go and I got to do more. I got to do more than that. I, I can't keep going down this road. It's not going to be good for my relationship. It's not going to be good for my relationship with my son, being able to go see him, being able to pay child support. It's not going to be good with the relationship with my ex-wife and having to pay that child support because she's not going to get it and she's going to be upset and then she's going to be vindictive and she's going to withhold any information or pictures of my child or anything like that. Right. Um, and I got to build that relationship too in order to, you know, be co-parents essentially and, and eventually. Um, I need to build better relationships with people. I need to be asking for more things, right? You know, asking for people to actually check out my things and buy for thing, buy things and spend a little bit more time, uh, curating my email and curating my social posts and, and really putting all of my energy in the right directions as opposed to just doing what I think is working or, you know, but it's not actually producing any results. You know, I'm just, if something's not hitting, then something's got to change. And for some reason, I keep convincing myself that everything's fine, but it's not, it's like that, that gif, that meme of the dog that's, that's surrounded by fire and he's drinking coffee. It's like, this is fine. <laughs> it's not fine. Nothing's fine. And, uh, uh, I gotta fix it. I gotta, I gotta make things better. I got to make music. I got to make all sorts of things. I got to push things. Uh, I, I just got to go. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. <laughs> right. So um, with that realization, I'm going to end this podcast because I got things to do and I got to like, I really got to continue to work on my mindset and work on my focus and continue to document that not only for the sake of me, but for the sake of the show, if the show is going to continue on, it's got to continue with that purpose, with that intentionality of me being able to share what it is that I'm going through, what I'm working through and how I'm improving because I I'm, I'm probably a poster child of someone that surrounds themselves with mindset coaches and survival bias and people that are just like telling me how to be, but I'm not following any of those directions. I'm not doing any of that. I'm not actually doing the actual meaningful work that is going to get me to a place that is outside of my comfort zone. And I've been trying to reach out with, from within my comfort zone and I got to stop it. I got to do one more push up. I've got to wake up 20 minutes earlier and then 20 minutes earlier than that. Um, I got to be a little bit more disciplined. I've got to eat better. I've got frozen fruit in front of me. That's a start and, um, own, really own that these things are my fault. I preach accountability all the time. I talk about how, you know, there are ways to get better as a person, but I'm not embodying it. And if I'm not embodying it, then why the hell am I giving advice on it? Right. That's the, again, another point of this show. So that's why I'm here to tell you that this is another, this is a new beginning and you have to keep me accountable, but it's also my job to make sure you know what's actually going on. Right. 
Um, so when I go meet my son and see my son, you guys will be the first to hear about it. When things get better financially, you'll hear about it. When I get a sale, you guys will hear about it. When I start to realize I'm losing weight, you'll hear about it. Like, I want you guys to hold me accountable and I'm going to check in with every episode. I got up a little bit earlier today. I'm doing a little bit more today. I did this. So part of what I'm going to include in these episodes from now on is what I'm doing to hold myself accountable to get a little bit better each day. Cause I'm done. I'm it. My life is on the line. Molly's life is on the line. Our relationship is on the line. My child's, my child's relationship in his own personal development is on the line with whether or not he has a father and assumes whether or not I love him or not. Right. Like I want him to know, I don't want him to assume that I left him. I left a bad situation. I want to be able to tell him what happened. I want to be able to have him hear these podcasts and be able to hear what I'm working through so that he can do it sooner and he can become a better person on his own. Um, I, I want to be able to build at least a positive rapport with his mother so that we can co-parent effectively and do the best that we can for him. I want to still build a business that is serving all sorts of people who are wanting to improve their media presence. I want to help people through Myers-Briggs stuff. I want to actually have I want to actually have clients not talking a big game, right? <laughs> I get a client here and there, but I need consistency. I need to be reaching out to the right people. I need to be, I need to be more than who I am right now. And this podcast is going to be the purpose and the means for me to hold myself accountable. So perhaps you need to do the same. And if that's the case, awesome. Let me know. I, I want to hear that. I want to know. I want to know that this is the journey you're on because if we can hold each other accountable, then we can keep moving forward and we can keep making things better for ourselves and set some boundaries, set some discipline and be the best versions of ourselves that we can possibly be. Um, I feel like I've taken some major steps backwards and I'm, I'm, I want to move forward. I want to be a well-rounded person. So if you're going through this similar thing, if you're also listening to this and you have something to say about this, if you feel like this resonated with you, if you feel like you want to be a part of being held accountable and you want to tell me your progress every day, I would love for you to leave me a voice message here on Anchor, anchor.fm slash dopamine or dopamine.life. And I will put your message on the air and I will just respond to it and we'll have that dialogue and I'll be here for you. And I, I, as much as I want you to be here for me too, right? Um, you can also hit me up at Let's Go C Note and be aware of what I'm doing there, right? Um, and and we need to do, we need to do a little, just a little bit more. Again, one more push up. I think that's what I'm going to end up calling this podcast: one more push up, because mm-hmm. that's, I think that's what we all need to do, um, whether emotionally, physically, um, find some way to just do one more and rebuild that strength to get rid of this heavy feeling to actually address our issues and make strides towards not just getting comfortable on the bed of nails, but not having to be on the bed of nails anymore. Okay. I'm done. I got to go do things.
I love you guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for being here. Thank you for continuing to support the show, for giving me a place to work through this when I can't afford therapy, um, for being supportive, for helping each other. Hopefully you're helping each other as a result of listening to this show too. Um, share it with a friend. If you feel someone is stuck, send this to them, please. I want, I want, I want someone to go through what I'm going through right now and realizing that you are the arbiter of your destiny and you have to make it happen. And you know, we are, there are no guarantees of success for anyone, but with the only thing we are guaranteed is that in this day and age, the golden age of opportunity right now, that we have all the opportunity in the world to increase our odds of that success. No guarantees, but we control the odds. That's it. All right. Dopamine.life. Bit.ly slash cnote summit. Cnote.media. You know the places. Go check out the things. Have a good time. Take care of yourselves and each other. Go love one another. Love yourself first. And I'll see you guys next time on Dopamine. See ya. Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to Dopamine and providing your support for this show. I really, really appreciate it. If you really love this show, leave a review on iTunes and Stitcher to show some love for the podcast. You can also check out cnote.media to check out my work and my courses. But um, with that, we'll catch you next time. See you guys later.